crowd, and... Ah, two more years of mad Lottie. Jesus, make it stop. Max! Max! Are you out there? Jackie's voice floated down from the kitchen window, one floor above. I am so out there, he muttered in his finest Mo Sislak. Nolan giggled and turned his head. The two Maxwell men locked eyes for a minute and smiled at each other. Jackie as ever read his mind, and possibly even his lips. No, seriously, Max, could you come up for a moment? I've got to go in for the afternoon soon, and I want to talk to you about October. That sounds slightly ominous, old man, Maxwell remarked to Nolan as he heaved himself inelegantly from his chair. I doubt she's talking about the Eisenstein film, all the cataclysmic Russian events of 1917 that gave rise to it. So that can only mean your mamma doesn't seem to be planning to let me have a September this year. Don't eat anything poisonous while I'm gone. Don't annoy Mrs. Truebridge. Don't annoy Metternich. Don't play in the traffic. Usual rules, agreed the boy, offering a small and grubby hand for a high five. Usual rules. Now let's see what I've forgotten to do about October. Maxwell let himself in through the back door, along what he still liked to term the back passage, if only to annoy Mrs. Truebridge, who abhorred any phrase reminiscent of body parts, especially those she termed down below, and he sprinted up at least the bottom few stairs, just because he still could. Hello, the house, he called as he got to the landing keeping alive the banal scripts of B-feature Western scriptwriters long dead. In here, Jackie called from the sitting room. He poked his head round the door and his heart fell. She was sitting in a positive welter of travel brochures. He'd thought he'd hidden them with some cunning. Ah, it was all he could come up with at short notice. Ah, indeed, ah, she agreed. Look what I've found. Jackie Carpenter Maxwell hadn't kept the double-barreled thing because she was a snob. As a hard-working DS, she retained Carpenter because that was how she was known to oppos and villains alike. As wife, she used Maxwell because, hey, that was the name of the old duffer she'd married. Her red-gold hair was swept up that morning, businesslike but feminine, and in the harem pants and smock-top she wore, she could still undulate for England. I've been looking for those, Maxwell offered hopefully. They were in the large suitcase under the stairs. He struck himself on the forehead and rolled his eyes. Tchah! However did they get there? I expect Mrs. B put them there, in an effort to tidy up. Peter Maxwell could have been any age, really but he'd settle for dark, historian as he was. He never went in casual to his place of work, so the bow-tie was in place from the morning's interviews, and his shirt was only slightly rumpled from where he'd been wrestling with Nolan on the lawn. Yes, he had grass in his side-whiskers and barbed-wire hair, but Jackie wasn't going to tell him, and Nolan thought that was usual. But Maxwell was in the last day of freedom mode, his cycle clips discarded in what a more innocent age had laughingly called gay abandon. Mrs. B, 
Tidy up. Max, please. Jackie couldn't imagine life without Mrs. B's weekly visit, when all the gossip, smell of old cigarettes, and the occasional flick with a duster was visited on 38 Columbine. But as a tidier up of trifles, considered or not, she left rather a lot to be desired. But still, arguing wouldn't get her a holiday booked. She patted the sofa next to her. Come on, you can't avoid this forever, Max. You promised you would book us a holiday for October half-term, and book us a holiday you will. She quietly removed some of the grass from his hair. Can't you do it online? he wheedled, snuggling up next to her and smoothing his head against her cheek. It was a phrase he'd heard at the chalk face where he worked. No, she laughed, pushing him off. Can you? Despite huge advice.